Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Music In My Life. I'm delighted to be joined by another close friend on today's podcast, someone I've known, in fact, for eight years, um, the absolutely wonderful Helen Skelton. You'll know of Helen from her days as a Blue Peter presenter, her amazing coverage of the Olympics in 2012. And now we see her on many a television show, including Country File, Springtime on the Farm, and she's currently on the ridiculously hard celebrity version of SAS Who Dares Wins. As well as all this, she's a mum of two gorgeous boys and a four-legged friend. I also have to remind my from time to time that this woman completed and finished the Namibian ultra marathon she's kayaked the entire length of the Amazon and the list goes on honestly it is so impressive Helen thank you so much for joining me today at the moment people who are listening this is happening during the COVID-19 pandemic so we are in this weird place of being in lockdown um how is it going for you at the moment it's just very weird so you might hear an extra voice because as I was saying I've been doing a lot of work from home and some of my work is doing voiceover stuff for programs and my setup is to put my head under the duvet which my four-year-old finds hilarious don't you Ernie? So Ernie's just stuck his head under the duvet to see what's going on. Um, so yeah I think that like everybody kind of adapting life and and doing things a bit differently. Bye! Bye! Bye, um, Bye Ernie! <laughs> Been dragged on. Ernie has literally been on BBC One, One Show, Country Style, Tell Us More. He puts his little head into everything. He's, he's going to have his own Wikipedia page fairly soon, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he's so happy about it as well. He's like, oh yeah, I was on TV again, whatever, might drop. <laughs> um, so yeah, so sort of like everybody working in a different way. And I, I mean, I miss just being able to go where I want and and do what I want but I think also like everybody we're all very loath to complain at the minute because we know how lucky we are to have our health how lucky we are to have had you know family and friends around us and how lucky we are to have had such nice weather and I have never been so grateful to have a garden all my days my kids have I mean they're so tanned they've been outside for six weeks (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I completely agree with you. I think even though I'm looking out at our garden at the moment and um, I mean, this probably isn't very podcast friendly, but I can basically just see dog shit, which we haven't sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I'm like, I'm so grateful for the fact that we have a garden, even though it's concrete and in the concrete jungle of London. But it is so nice having a small space outside to just get that fresh air that is obviously within your sort of safety of your own home. And I do really feel for those people in flats. But I mean, they seem to like, you know they're having a good time they 
they're singing songs, they're, they're making new friends, they're meeting their neighbors more than they would. And that's really lovely. So, and I think that's where for me, weirdly talking about music at the moment actually feels even more important than it has done in the past. And I, and obviously we've, we've known each other for many years now, but I don't really know what your relationship with music is like within your life. I don't know if you've, if it's come out more during this time or, or less perhaps. I think for me, I'm always the person who loves music on, but I think I don't confidently talk about music because I'm not a muso. Like I went to school with, you know, real cool indie kids and boys who used to set up DJ decks every week. I grew up in the sticks in the middle of nowhere. So I kid you not, from my sort of age of 15 to about 20, every weekend, the boys from my class would hire a village hall and set up decks because we were, you know, the village halls were miles from anywhere. So that was my kind of teenage years, really. So a lot of my friends were pretty cool and properly into music. So I would never have kind of classed myself as a muso. But like you say, especially at the minute, I realised we have music on all the time. My digital speaker broke and I was like, what is, what is not right around here? And we just didn't have music on in the background. And it's really weird how it completely changes your mood. Uh, whenever I feel a bit or a bit flat or, you know, kind of a bit frumpy about life, you put music on and it completely alters your mood. And I think, like you say, you don't really appreciate that until you have to have those moments where you need to pick me up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think like we were saying, you know, now more than ever, that's so important. And I love that you say like you're not a muso, but actually, you know, what kind of music will change your mood. And that's what it's all about. And I think for me, it's so nice to be able to tell people, you know, this is why you love this song. That's what's going on in the melody. That's what's going on in the baseline. And that's why it makes you feel that emotion. And I think, in fact, you were talking about, you know, kind of your like, your kids and and your family life maybe we should actually just jump straight into that childhood song of yours because I think it's a really interesting choice and what I've found quite interesting about researching the songs you've chosen for today I really didn't expect them like and that's what I love about it so um I'd love you to tell me a bit more about this this Rod Stewart track I think people always think that you've got to have a certain taste in music and you've got to like a certain thing. But I would say I'm a complete, you know, eclectic. Whenever I look at the stuff that's on my playlist, there's nothing from the same genre. So like I might have, you know, something fast and something slow and something heavy and something, you know, from, you know, three decades apart. But whatever playlist I have, whether it be for running or for like relaxing or traveling or whatever, it's always got a bit of Rod Stewart in. And I think for me, it's just a bit of a comfort blanket. Like I was brought up on, you know, music. My dad is a muso. Like he's so into Rod Stewart. He's probably been to, I would say, every tour he's ever done. You know, he's fallen him around when he was in The Faces and that's what it was, wasn't it? The Faces. I can't get that wrong. Um but yeah, he used to follow Rod Stewart around in the early days and I just always loved those stories. And I think for me, Maggie May, Rod Stewart is just a song that takes me back to my childhood, makes me think of like my mum and dad and brother dancing around in the kitchen. And it's funny how just music can totally transport you. Like I can literally feel the sort of stone tiles in my mum and dad's kitchen underneath my oh, feet. That's so nice. <laughs> that's such a lovely image to have as well, isn't it? And and it's something that I think 
I'm really, really close to my parents, but I think it's it's hard sometimes for people to have things in common with their parents. You know, teenage girls, what do teenage girls sit down and talk to their dads about? But like this has always been something we've had in common when I was little and used to get up in the night. He'd let me watch Rod Stewart videos. And I remember thinking the videos were so hilarious because he was like so cheesy and out there. And then, you know, last Christmas in December, um, uh, last year we me and my dad went to a Rod Stewart concert so I think it's something that that we share and it's and it's just part of our relationship and and I am really grateful to Rod Stewart for that that's so nice let's have a listen to it and then we can we can chat some more but you turned into a lover and mother what a lover you wore me out all you did was wreck my bed and in the morning kick me I love it. So I'm going to read this to you as well. Now you've just listened to that that little excerpt of the song. In uh, in his memoir, Rod, the autobiography, um, he basically writes, at 16, I went to the Berlio Jazz Festival in the New Forest. I'd snuck in with some mates via an overflow sewage pipe. And there on a secluded patch of grass, I lost my not remotely prized virginity with an older and larger woman who'd come onto me very strong in the beer tent. How much older, I can't tell you, but old enough to be highly disappointed by the brevity of the experience <laughs> so that's what everyone says that he wrote this song about which I think is it's kind of I don't know I feel like for you it's it means something completely different but it's always I think so interesting to understand the story behind a song because you listen to it with a totally new perspective and I also think it like Rod Stewart was obviously you know I don't know how we describe this politically correct but like he was a boy like he you know you just have to look at how many amazing wives and partners and children he's had and like he recently did a concert with his daughter um yes I saw that it was so good so good like you look at that family don't you think I want to be in that family like ain't they're all cool gorgeous and talented but like he's clearly had a life and I think for me it was kind of like it, it always makes me think oh I can imagine my dad going to those concerts living obviously not living a rock star life like Rod Stewart was but it makes me think oh yeah once upon a time my dad had a bit of a life and he was going on nights out and he was probably getting drunk and he was probably doing all those things that teenagers do that your dads never tell you because they're not allowed to tell you because they're parents. But as a, a daughter, it makes you respect them and think, oh, yeah, you've lived a bit too. The fact you yeah, like also Rod now, had a life. Yeah, and also now that's that's that shift, isn't it? It's that generational or intergenerational shift that happens when you have a family of your own and suddenly you kind of understand a lot more about those kind of conversations that you probably had when you were younger. And I I, to- I play so much music to my daughter, Ottilie, now, even though she's only five months old, but I'm desperate for her to sort of hear the kind of music that I love and I sing to her all the time. And it is, it's that, that music that brings you together. It can kind of knit together, you know, three or four generations in a family. I think that's so beautiful. And it's, it's really nice that you can you can share that as well it's lovely to hear you talk about your family and you know thank you for sharing that story it's really nice good old rod you can't beat a bit of rod can you no absolutely not um i'm going to read a quote now so um on each of these episodes i read out a quote which is from one of your chosen tracks and we can see if people know which one the song is and you might even you'll probably get it seeing as you've chosen these songs but see what you think so it goes like this so have you got the guts i've been wondering if your heart's still open and if so i want to know what time it shuts simmer down and pucker up I'm sorry to interrupt it's just I'm constantly on the cusp of trying to kiss you I don't know if you feel the same as I do but we could be together if you wanted to 
So that is some lyrics. See if you know what song that's from. Um, let's talk about your next choice. So this is a Bon Jovi song. Do you want to talk a little bit about why you've chosen this? Um, I think it's just a song that really riles me up and um, kind of riles me up in a good way and gets me going and gives me kind of a bit of a virtual, come on, like you can do this. And, and I think it's just a good leveler, like, you know, just so straightforward. Like it's my life, it's now or never. Um, I've been lucky enough to be part of some mad adventures over the years in my telly life. And um, it's one of those songs that always seems to kick in at just the time when I need it most. I was doing an adventure run in um, Namibia and it was three marathons in the desert. And I'm not a runner, like I'm not a natural runner, but I trained for it and built up to it. And it was it was horrendous. Like it was a horrific experience. I really thought I was going to have to pull out. I obviously didn't want to let everyone down and pull out. And I flicked my song to this song and it was, and it just, it, it's unbelievable how I went in the space of a few minutes to thinking an event that I've been training for, for months and building up to was at an end. And I was, you know, I couldn't put my feet down without sobbing. I couldn't like look forward without hallucinating I couldn't even entertain the idea that I was going to make another pace and somehow I listened to that song lost myself in it and managed to run another 35 miles so yeah I don't know what it is about that song but it's like an adrenaline shot in the arm yeah but that's and I think also do you think do you think it was something to do as well with having headphones in because I feel like that changes the intensity of something as well like I know when I really need to sort of zone out from what's going on I mean I I've done nothing like the kind of challenges you've done, Helen, but when I've done a marathon or something, anything that someone's, no, but anything that someone's found tough and, you know, we all have our own little kind of challenges in life to get, to get through. And I think when you listen to music in headphones, for me, it totally transforms how you listen to that song and it, it feels so much more intense at that moment. Yeah, I think you may be right. It's it's weird because I think headphones have that ability to drown out everything else, literally and metaphorically. So you're right. I think it's almost like it pumps it straight into your ears and into your brain and into your blood. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I love. But I love that so, the song that you've chosen is a great choice. And um, in fact, let's listen to it now. It's don't want that to stop <laughs> it's like head banging <laughs> oh dear were you doing a bit of head banging yeah I wouldn't put myself down as a Bon Jovi fan but this you know like that's not necessarily I think oh that's my kind of music but I just love that song yeah and that's that's what's great about music like you say though you know I think eclectic is is the genre you know the genre for all really because we all love different songs for different meanings and and that's what I love finding more about you know is why that music had you know it's it's epitomized a moment a single moment in your life and that will always bring back that memory so it has that attached to it so forever now it's like this anthem of your own which I just think that's why music's so special um and actually when I was looking into this uh piece of music I was reading about John um, John Bon Jovi he's been writing a new song at the moment during this pandemic saying uh, it's called do what you can and he's asked fans to send in their own lyrics to finish off the song like with their own stories so even now you know this absolute hero and rock star is still trying to bring people together with music which I love I think it's so cool yeah definitely well that's just the only word for him as well isn't it cool like he's 
is as he gets better older, he gets even cooler. I don't envy him though. Imagine all those people that are going to send in lyrics, and there'll be some amazing stuff, and it's a great idea. But there'll be some, there'll be some guff as well, won't they? Yeah, he's he's and he's actually asked the entire of like US to to send in lyrics. I mean, I wouldn't want to be the person oh. going through those emails. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks. Um, yeah well okay. Done, so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that to you. Um, okay, so this next song was released in 2013, um, The Arctic Monkeys. I mean, what a band. They kind of came onto the scene in 2002, I think. Um, but this song, for me anyway, has a lot of emotions attached to it, but I think it does for you too. Um, so yeah, tell me tell me more about this choice. Um, so I love that band. Um I moved to Leeds in 2018. It was sort of a weird, I mean, I work in telly, my husband works in radio, in radio, no, he doesn't at all. I work in telly, my husband works in rugby. And so it's kind of one of those things where you just go where the opportunities are. And we've always moved around and gone wherever. And then kids come along and you think, oh, do you know what? Maybe I should settle down and stop sort of living so nomadic. And so long story short, we ended up in Leeds, but we were probably doing that thing of like being adults and thinking, no, I don't really want to settle down and be adults, but maybe we sort of need to. And I was probably like a lot of parents reassessing how much do I want to work? How much do I want to be at home? Yes, I've got bills to pay, but I love my job, but I like my kids. Time's going fast. All of the stuff that I think every parent or carer of a small child goes through. And um, so I sort of found myself kind of negating all these things in my head and not really knowing what to do in a new city where I knew no one. And I got asked to do this boxing challenge. Um I have done, I mean, I've been to Chernobyl. I have done some scary stuff in my time. Boxing was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done in my life. Really? What what was it? What was it that scared you about it? So it was the training, Laura, like the, um, so I agreed to the boxing. Yeah, fine. Boxing in the gym is fine. Being dropped off at an England all girls boxing camp in Warrington and Hall and Witness, where basically you walk into a room of, young women who want to knock your head off because that's what they're there to do it was just terrifying because the other girls in this charity boxing thing all trained together in London whereas I was the only girl in the north so I my training partner is a European champion like, oh my and, goodness and, <laughs> and these girls are, were unbelievable like I have so much respect for female boxers because you know this isn't a high high paid highly glamorous easy sport but it's brutal and it's hard work like they're watching their weight every pound every drink every bite of food they're training six days a week sometimes two sessions a day um it's it's one of I've been around a lot of sport, but I have so much love and respect for boxers and particularly female boxers because it it's so intense and and obviously so when I stepped into those training gyms with those girls, they they don't look at me and go oh here's some famous celebrity person who's doing a charity thing. They go all right, you want to have a go at our sport? We'll show you how hard it is. And they did. <laughs> I lost a tooth. I like had my lip split. It was yeah. I mean it was it was intense. <laughs> You know, it isn't a, a massively well-paid sport unless you're Anthony Joshua. It isn't glamorous. It isn't easy. It's a massive yeah. commitment. So if you're doing it, I get it. If, if you're training six days a week, sometimes twice a day, if you're, you know, watching every morsel you eat because you've got to make the right weight and you're doing all of this and there's only one place on the England team, so there's only one person going to get paid and all of that sort of stuff – 
it's very, very competitive. It's very, very difficult. It's very brutal. It's very intense. So rightly so, when I rocked up, they wanted to show me how good they were. (laughs) But obviously, them showing me how good they were involved them hitting me in the face. Them hitting you in the face, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it was just, I, you know, I really enjoyed it. And it was one of the things that I am so proud to have had a go at. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was pretty scary, like stepping into a ring. But do you not think as well, because you were just saying, you know, that they wanted to show you how good they were. Do you not think as well that's such an amazing part of your job is that you sort of get a window into so many different people's lives and what it takes? Because I'm guessing as well, most of these, um, most of these women would have other jobs as well, right? Yeah, something. I mean, one of the girls that I was training with in Hull, she had a seven-year-old boy. She was doing a degree, and she worked for the NHS. She wow. was going down to the boxing gym every morning before, like every morning at six, and then doing sessions at night. And yeah, I mean, if you want girl power, that for me is that just commands a huge amount of respect. Um, so yeah, it was really humbling and really inspirational. And you're right, you get to dip in at the very best time. I've got another child coming to say hello. Oh, hello. You're all right. <laughs> Say hello, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hey, how are you doing? We're talking about music. How much do we have a kitchen disco? I'm going to talk about your songs in a minute. Ernie likes a bit of country and western. Oh, nice. Good stuff. Good rhythm. Yeah. Anybody, like that, any, any video that's got cowboys and horses and guns is a firm favourite with a four-year-old. Love it. <laughs> He's currently naked impersonating Lassie in a horse now. <laughs> Um, and that and yeah. that is that is British lockdown for you at its best. <laughs> yeah, so boxing was it was a, a great experience. I was really glad to do it, but definitely music was a massive part of that whole thing. Because every time I was training, I was doing a lot of hit intensity and and hard stuff, and I had to come up with a ring walk. And it was so funny because everybody has a ring walk, and it's one of those it's one of those dinner party conversations we've had so many times since. What is your ring walk? And so this, I didn't really. So this was what you walked into. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that that is cool. And let's just also let everyone know that you, you know, you won this fight as well, pretty convincingly. I did. They asked. They asked me to uh, give her some credit. I mean, she got me. It wasn't like a one-sided fight at all. She definitely got me. but yeah, they asked me afterwards if I wanted to actually fight. I was like, no, <laughs> one one for one. I am retiring undefeated. Retiring undefeated, I was going to say, I finish on a high. And I've, I actually wanted to say, well, in this, so this song um, is in G minor, which, so I'm going to read you some other songs that are in the same key. And the key basically in music is the scale that you use. So it basically makes the song sound sad, sound happy, um, or it can change throughout. So other songs that are in the same key are Radiohead's Creep, Muse's Feeling Good, and Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. So it's quite like you can feel the kind of strength within each of these iconic songs and they're all in the same key. Um, So let's have a listen. such a good choice uh I, I love that song it just transports you again it's like intense it made me feel cooler and stronger and harder than I was but <laughs> gotta be honest it was a close call between that and hot stepper oh really 
when he was thinking about a, a, a walking in song I kept thinking oh I wonder if I could do something like that and it'd be a bit fun but yeah no be that's kind of a bit cheeky I think you made the right choice definitely and also I should add because so obviously my my background with music is classical and like studied opera and I've always loved kind of classical music but I've loved finding the like comparing them with songs that are you know modern songs um compared to like songs 200 years ago so G minor was basically Mozart's favorite key as well so he wrote music in G minor all the time which is the same as that song so there you go Mozart and Arctic Monkeys I can add Mozart to my eclectic collection definitely it's in there (laughs) (laughs) Baffled, a brand new podcast bringing you some amazing facts that are complete nonsense. Imagine the likes that would get on Instagram, you having a quick one up a lamppost on the moon, incredible. So you basically saying the reason the dinosaurs stopped living is because they all collectively made a decision to have no more children. They're talking, I think until 10 years ago, I, I still shared the bathwater that my parents were in. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Baffled Amazing Facts. I think we've got to talk about your time on Blue Peter and one of the songs that you've chosen you know actually is obviously a memory to do with Blue Peter and that's how we met as well isn't it so we've got to talk about it I got a little um, notification the other day actually of picture of you and me and Brendan Cole because we were doing an, an, an 
what even were we doing? It was like a sports day, some sort of random sports day thing, weren't we? Yeah, it was like, um, it was a Olympic challenge. So we did all random Olympic sports and had a go at, you know, yeah. You were amazing at everything. Oh no, I wasn't. I'm very competitive. That's the problem. I was terrible, if you remember, at the diving because I'm not very good with heights, which I should also mention, I mean, fair play for you doing the SAS Who Dares Wins, uh, jumping out that helicopter. I mean, wow. <laughs> it was good. Do you know what? The SAS Who Dares Wins, it's, it's really hard, but not for the reasons you'd think it'd be hard. Like people say, oh, the helicopter, or, oh, this, that, and the other. That's yeah, it's hard, but it's not the hardest thing. The hardest thing is like the mental side of it. Like they're constantly trying to break you down. Everything you think is bad about yourself, they constantly take you into that room and grill you about. And you never really see any of that. So yeah, it's weird. Like you literally, I think as a as an audience member, you probably see about 10% of, of what goes on. It's it's really intense. It's about the mental game as opposed to yeah. the physical yeah and that any one of those sort of physical challenges I think on their own you could do but when you combine it with the no sleep the no food the no like dry clothes all of that stuff that's mm. that's what breaks you but whenever I've been asked oh who do you think of your celebrity friends would like doing it I always say you I'm like oh, no. <laughs> you would destroy that <laughs> I would I think I'd love I think anyone would have to you know love to have a go at something like that and feel like they could kind of find out what they're really made of and I think it's a great opportunity as well you know to see people without all the fluff around the edges and and I think that's really nice because you often see a side of someone that you never saw before and and I think that's really lovely to see especially at the moment I think people are just being really honest at the moment and it's really refreshing it's lovely um but yeah tell me about I mean you've done some incredible things with Blue Peter and I feel like I know this wasn't obviously your probably your very first like presenting opportunity but did it feel like this is where you sort of made your name in a way Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, it was, it, when you joined Blue Peter, we had this very sort of stark, serious conversation where one of the big bosses said, like at Olympic, this will always be part of your identity. And, you know, for some people, it maybe is something they kind of want to move on from. For me, it's like, it's almost as important to me as my surname. Like it's, it's the first big thing that I did in telly. I would say that I was a, a journalist before that. I wasn't really a telly presenter. And they're very, I think they're very different things, uh, or they were to me. And it was, you know, Blue Peter, I think it's a bit like Marks and Spencers, I would say. It's not everybody shops there, but everyone's got an opinion on it. Like, even if you don't watch it, you know what it is and you know yeah. what it's about. And and it was funny, the 60th anniversary last year, um, the there was a poem that was written and it's brilliant you should look it up on youtube because it's it's a really long poem and it's all about um oh god i feel really rude because i should i can't remember his name it's gone off the top of my head tony walsh sorry tony walsh um but this poem you should look it up because it explains blue peter and what it's about and it's all of the things that are in vogue again it's about you know upcycling and recycling it's about inspiring it's about exciting it's about um being who you want to be and owning your own like you know being the best version of yourself yeah it leads blue peter leads children to find their individuality doesn't it it's like it's this amazing platform that 
you know focuses on the individual and what your strengths are and 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 how you should be celebrated in that way and I think it does define as well the presenters on the show like it does define their career in a way it's like this uh, yeah it's a pillar isn't it of the community in terms of tv and yeah I, I mean I I was delighted when I got a blue peter badge I think anyone who has one you know you always bring it out at a dinner party and people are always impressed well it's just honestly I mean I, I can't put it into words in the same way that Tony Walsh did on that 60th anniversary Blue Peter poem. But when you listen to that, you're like, wow, that's amazing. We're basically doing all of the things that in this time of massive mental health crisis, the whole point of Blue Peter is, is the thing that all of us need to remember to do to to be able to wake up and put a smile on our face like be who you want to be be the best version of yourself be happy in who you are and what you are and whatever that is it doesn't mean be an astronaut it doesn't mean be a a world-class footballer it doesn't mean be a surgeon it means be whatever you want to be and I think as geeky as it sounds I probably didn't get that until I was fully in the show and I did it Mm. the best part of seven years and I mean, what the hell's better than that? A job where your jo- the whole point of your job is to excite kids about the world. So I was very, very lucky to be part of that show. And I went all over the world. And, you know, I was on it at a time when they did lots of big foreign travel. And yeah, I mean, got on by foreign travel. We went all over for months, like Antarctica for a couple of months and South America for a month and India for six weeks. And yeah, I was very, very lucky. That's amazing. Such an incredible experience. And so on these kind of away trips that you had, presumably this was, so this was one of the songs that you listened to. Yeah. I mean, I, we ended up, as I say, you go all over the the world and the country and you never have downtime. Like you, you rock up, you never have any, your contract is 365 days a year. Well, it used to be when I was there. And so you rock up to the office and I'm not exaggerating that they would say, okay, get on a train. You're going to Inverness to learn to dog sled. Then you'll get on, then you, you'll get on another train and you'll go to Cornwall to be in a surfing school. And then you'll get on another train and you'll get a flight for over to, I mean, you could be going anywhere, America, New Zealand, Spain. Um, you go to Malta to be in wheelchair ballroom dancing. These are all things that happened to me. Um, and you'd never go home. And quite often you go home so infrequently that people from the office would go to your house and pack you a bag and bring it to the office. Oh my God, it's amazing. And, but I, so I, was the, the wheelchair ballroom dancing, that was a Blue Peter trip as well? Yeah, that was in Malta. Um, and yeah, and I, I mean, honestly, you, the, you travel so much and it's brilliant. It's just mad when I think about it. I once went to um, Beachy Head to be in a downhill skateboarding competition and had to wear all the leathers and like, you know, the motorcycle helmet. And I had so little time to get to the airport that I had to get on a plane to the Isle of Man to drive a speedboat wearing the full motorcycle leathers. <laughs> and, uh, and so the only thing that you have with you, which at the time was, I mean, now I would have a phone, obviously, but it was like an old school iPod. So I used to uh, listen. I had all these certain songs that I'd listen to and, and certain albums. Um, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of JLS, a lot of Saturdays, because they were our staple guests on Bleed Peter. But um I loved uh, The Killers, Our Human. And even now, when I, I play that song, I literally go to sitting in the back of a rickety old Land Rover, driving, um, driving through Namibia, having been held in the airport for 24 hours because we had the wrong 
visas and it was stressful and everyone was shouting and we just put that music up so loud and I remember the sunset and just thinking we are so lucky to be on this mad adventure oh, let's listen to it are we human or are we that has that taken you back there a little bit I can literally see the picture I can I had a I had loads of long hair so I had a big old plait I had a, a navy t-shirt with polka dots on and I remember that song being on so loud just on repeat and because we never had any wi-fi so you're not doing spotify or downloading or anything like that because you're always in the middle of nowhere so um yeah I just that song literally takes me back to that time and I remember I didn't really understand what the words meant yeah so this but this is literally what I was just going to ask you so it's really interesting because what comes out so strongly with your choice in music is it's the overall kind of sound and vibe and color of the song that's so much more important than the lyrics Oh, I mean, yeah, I've got it. And my dad even, I remember having a conversation with my dad and he's like, oh, do you know what that means? I was like, no, and I don't really care. I just like the, are we human? You know, and we'd be doing all these mad things. And I was like, I don't know, are we human? Are we superhuman? What are we? Yeah, and that, I think that's what's so nice though, because it's something personal to you. So for someone else, they might say, oh, I love the lyrics of this song. It speaks to me because of blah, blah, blah. But that's what's so lovely is that there's this personal moment attached to it for you. And I think that's, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's so nice as well to bring back those memories. And I hope I hope hearing that, even though it's a small part of that song, has kind of taken you back there and, and made you remember all those incredible things. And, and now you look forward and I think you're on this incredibly exciting journey with, you know, a beautiful family and so much to look forward to as well. But it sounds like that kind of Blue Peter period in your life was, was super special. Oh, God, I mean, it, yeah, it was definitely life defining for sure. And it's only now I've got kids that I kind of see so I have so much love for kids TV. So I'm like, wow, you you don't realize that you're in people's living rooms kind of affecting their kids. And when I see my kids go, oh, Andy and the dinosaurs, I'm like, yeah, Andy and the dinosaurs. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny, isn't it? Like yeah, you're, you're, you're sitting on the other side of it now seeing, <laughs> yeah, seeing the impact it has on them. It's yeah, it's very cool. Um, so part of this podcast is I now make a recommendation to you, which I probably haven't mentioned because it's quite nice to just see what you think of this piece of music. Um, so obviously I've kind of looked at your choices and and obviously we talked so much about these incredible stories attached to the songs um, today. And yeah, I, I kind of thought of immediately of Peter Gabriel because he's got this incredible voice and you might know this song, um, you might not, but it's called Red Rain. Uh, I think it's got like an inner strength and quite like a ballsiness about it, which reminds me of you. Um, I can say that because you're <laughs> a friend of mine and I love you a bit. Um, and I feel like the vocal performance of this as well, especially in the live versions of the song is, is so good, but let's have a listen and then you can tell me if, uh, if I'm off piste. I love that. I've never yeah. heard that. Have you not? Oh, that's so no. good. And you, you like what you heard so far? Yeah, I like like you said, I'm, but I don't know if I am the person that obsesses about the lyrics. I just like the kind of feel of the song. 
Yeah. And it, I just, I think also it has that, I feel like it has a similar emotion to the other songs we talked about today. So I felt like that's why it would kind of resonate with you. And it's got, yeah, it's got quite a lot of strength in the sound. Um, so yeah, I hope, I hope that's a good choice. Maybe you can I love that that. have a dance around the kitchen to that later. <laughs> oh, thank you, Laura. I love talking to you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. That's a pleasure. Thanks so much for, for having a chat with me. And um, I hope the rest of lockdown goes well shortly. I hope it's very short. I hope it ends soon. But yeah. Oh, I want to meet this baby. I, I can't wait to see her. I know, I know. Honestly, she's getting so big now. I can't believe she's nearly five months old. I mean, my poor parents haven't seen her in two months bless them so. oh your mum will be going crazy I know but then just like you said you know at the top of the podcast like we're so lucky to have our health to be safe to have a, a garden outdoor space that like, I just you know I am not complaining at all I just hope that everyone else stays safe and uh, yeah well, she's it. a very lucky baby and I look forward to seeing you I haven't seen you for ages so yeah I look forward to seeing you in real life but thank you for the virtual company absolutely um, me too Oh, lots of love as always and lots of respect because you're a superstar. I love this podcast. So good luck with it, babe. Thanks to you too for listening. And don't forget to hit subscribe or follow to make sure you don't miss an episode. We have some amazing guests lined up, so you'll definitely want to come back next week. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why not tell a friend and drop us a review? Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.